are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats, brought to you by Sonos, as you all know. All right, John Schuster, Mike Luke joining you here. Bruno, who many people ask about, nobody has actually seen, though. Well, at least to my knowledge, (laughs) nobody has seen. Bruno actually just woke up from a uh, slumber right there. I have a feeling the the fans are going to stock you at the dog park and ask for your uh, autograph. Yeah, they do, but Bruno's not eating right. Autograph, as the case may be. uh, Podograph, yeah, the podograph. Bruno's not eating right now. Bruno is asleep, or he was asleep, but now Bruno has an v- interesting... Uh, Bruno's eyes, he has very deep-set eyes there, so it kind of looks like he... Oh, and now, oh, he's reverse-bowing. Good work, Bruno. So oh, I think they a, call that the downward dog. Yes, but Bruno can actually see out of the side of his eyes, because he had, or the side of his head, because mm. he's built a little bit like a hammerhead. Bruno... <laughs> That's impressive peripheral. Bruno is moving... <laughs> Bruno is tired Bruno's, of hearing this crap. Bruno doesn't want to room. hear any of this crap, so he moved into the other room. <laughs> Bruno's very humble. Yes, he is. But, again, we're here here in our in our uh, effort to keep everything on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with this first segment here. We've got a big game tonight, John Schuster. Arizona-UCLA. Man, doesn't that sound good. Oh, it and does. And doesn't it sound good that both teams are good, too? I can't remember. The, you know, and, again, it's no secret by now that you and I, not big fans of Sean Miller, did some good things here, certainly, and you've always made the case that his biggest contribution here was making it a two-sports or a two-sports school, a uh, two-coach school, which cannot be underrated. Other than that, I don't really have any use for him. So I never got up for the UCLA Arizona games the way that I did when Lute Olson and Jim Herrick were there. That to me, always growing up, and part of it's nostalgia. I get that, but that was my season growing up right there, going into Poly because all these guys. They knew each other, they crossed paths with each other, and you always felt that even though Arizona was as good as UCLA, a lot of them were kind of guys that UCLA viewed as not being quite good enough to play there. Your Reggie Geary's, your Miles Simons, you can go on and on down the list. Um, but those were two of the top five, top seven programs in the nation. This feels a little bit like that in that regard. Now, granted, it's a little bit different because of all the COVID stuff, but this feels much more along those avenues, John Schuster, than basically any time that I can remember since. There's a chance that Arizona's going to play a road game in front of a packed house. Mm-hmm. Right. And Arizona gets to be the yes. heel right. again. Yes. Right. And Arizona gets to be the villain mm-hmm. again. Right. And as a Wildcat fan, you get to be potentially arrogant right. if Arizona wins as the villain mm-hmm. on the road against a team that last year was in the Final Four again. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Wildcat fan, I think you're probably in your uh, forget curfew, forget working up, waking up early the next morning. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Take a little extra caffeine. You know, if you got take a, a built bar, uh huh. Right. Try in the morning. Try built bar. And, you know, whatever your favorite latte or caffeinated beverage is, double down on both of those and you'll be good for the day. And then you can deal with all this. Oh, I have to sleep at night. No, no, No. you don't. You don't have to sleep at 930. Arizona is playing at UCLA. They're both ranked highly. And it is, uh, it it should be a lot of fun. And Arizona is going to have to deal with a... uh, you know, a uh, an unkind venue mm-hmm. against a real good basketball team. It's 
it's hard to argue that this isn't right now. Now, maybe, maybe the one in a week from now will match this. But right now, this, this hasn't been the marquee matchup on the West Coast this year. And a lot of folks in college basketball should be rightfully anticipating this clash. Well, right. And I, I we're going to get to our predictions here as well, obviously, because you guys, we, our, our goal is to make you money. And that's always been a strong part of what we try to do here at the uh, Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right. But first thing, though, I'll tell you what. Why don't we get the first read out of the way first? Because, again, we aim to do everything concisely on this show. So let me find the first one here. Just mm-hmm. a second, John Schuster. Talk while I listen. Sure, no. Or talk I'll, while I'll, I look. I'll talk do, while I I'll listen. I'll do play-by-play of you working through the computer to find okay. the appropriate lead. Mike Luke is right, studiously trying to All analyze right, which are. one it is. Oh, oh, duh, and, duh, and duh. what an incredible, ladies and gentlemen, what an incredible performance he delivered. He, he he delivered in the kind of professional fashion you would anticipate. Listen. It was a marvel of triumph, and he deserves the sitting ovation that I am providing for him. We now. talked about how listen, we want to make you money. Betonline.ag. It's that simple. It's that easy. It's not Anthony Gimino. It's Antigua. You know that. Arizona UCLA tonight. Get on to betonline.ag and get your cash down. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, uh, John. Or I'm your host, Mike. Hey, I'm and, and I'm your other Luke host, and Mike. Mike Schuster. <laughs> yes, yes. Incredible show. Oh gosh, it really is the Rooster and Schuster show. <laughs> All right. So I, you said that you said that you're starting. You don't want to jinx. I don't want to jinx, and I'm kind of leaning that no, way. But and at I, the same t- token, I'm almost talking myself out of it. I, In yesterday's podcast, I started to talk myself out of it based on how I think UCLA might be able to attack Arizona. I'm, but at the outset, I was saying. I think the Cats might win this by double figures. Mike, what do you think? I'm If Azulis Tabellas plays and he's healthy, I think they are going to win this game by about 8 to 12 points. I think that they're uh, – Arizona's just nasty right now. I get they're not – they haven't played a lot of people, but even when they played good teams, it just feels like they're better than everybody. Like, Illinois is a damn good team. They went into Champaign, and I know Illinois had that streak where they made like eight straight threes. Yeah, and no, had a 19-0 run. Right, 19-0 run. Arizona still won. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, you know, and the Tennessee game, if Arizona's to play Tennessee again on a neutral court, I feel very, very comfortable saying that Arizona would win that game, and probably by more than eight points. Okay. Um. Now, we always aim to be harbingers of honesty on this show, and so... Here's my little factoid for you. Oh my! Yeah. Wait, did you just? Did were you just redundant? Is a factoid not little? That's a good point. I don't know. I That's but it seems maybe I was just trying to go for that look. You could have been. It could have been a double little factoid. You don't fact. Know. It could have been a double little fact. You don't know me. I don't, and nor do I know the fact yet. Yes, exactly. That is little. All right. UCLA has one of the st- smallest starting fives in the entire conference oh, of really? champions. Huh. Arizona mm-hmm. has the tallest starting five, flanked all, very closely by USC, a team that you think can give Arizona some real problems. I do. So there is your factoid mm. right there. It's actually not a small factoid. It's technically a huge well, factoid. No, it is a small factoid because UCLA's got a small lineup. Well, it depends so your on small how you line, want to look your, at the, your small factoid was spot on. But it also depends on how you want to look at the factoid. Are, right. you, are you accentuating the uh, the part about Arizona oh. or UCLA? Here's what I think you were doing because you're a pro. Mm-hmm. You were accentuating the part about UCLA 
because you started the little factoid, right. which makes it a double small fact right. about the smallest team in the conference. You started with UCLA. You didn't start with Arizona. You started with UCLA. This is true. If it was Arizona, you would not have said a little factoid about Arizona because Arizona's got the tallest lineup, but you would have said it about UCLA because UCLA does not. This is very, very true, and I can't... So, I still think that that's going to be a big problem, but I do think that both these teams, I look forward to them both getting up and down. You know Arizona wants to get up and down, and not because, and I'm going to use this Tommy Lloyd quote, not because it's the best way to recruit and entice people, we've heard that before, but to win basketball games. And I think if you're UCLA and you're smaller, you want to do the same exact thing. So I look forward to watching some good up and down basketball. John Schuster, go. I am fascinated by a number of, one of the, I'm, you know, like every big game, you look at some specific matchups here. I think uh, uh, you chatted earlier about uh, uh, UCLA's backcourt and how it might try to exploit Creasa, who's not particularly a standout one-on-one defender. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that could be, uh, that could be a serious issue. Uh, for Arizona, but there was a matchup earlier that UCLA played against a team with a tall front line. Against Gonzaga. Against Gonzaga. That was the one time this year. Take it for what it's worth. It may not be worth anything. It may be an outlier. But Gonzaga blew them off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked the, like if they were to play 10 times that... Yeah. And it, it could have been just, you know... Could it, have been an it outlier. Could have been, could have been an outlier. Could have been a matchup thing. To UCLA's credit, they fought like UCLA always does. UCLA is the most resilient team possibly in college basketball, and they've proven that over the last Maybe year. in the history of competitive sports. Doesn't that sound like a Bill Waltonism? <laughs> it does. It, it does. And, I, and I'm sure the two of us take as much credence in it as we will Correct. as yes. we would a Waltonism. Correct. Uh, but remarkably... And, you know, look at Oregon as an example. Oregon in the matchup with UCLA, what was that, a week ago? By the way, did you see the Oregon score at halftime against Washington no, last night? No, I didn't. No. All right. Oregon had 40 at the half. Okay. How many do you think Washington had? Oh, geez. If you're telling me, if, if you're setting it up like this, it's some outlandish number, so let me guess 12. 10. <laughs> <laughs> you still went too high. Wow. Wow. The Ducks are coming. Yeah, they are. The Ducks are coming. Uh, but one of the things they have, in addition to ridiculous athleticism, mm-hmm. is that they have a tall front line. Mm, very they've, got, they've got two That's dudes who are, intriguing. Who, are, right. who are a real problem. And UCLA had held its own with them and took that game to overtime and right. had an opportunity. Correct. Oregon's stupidity had to help. Correct. But even in that situation, UCLA was in that game the whole way. For sure. Yeah. Uh, was or- should Oregon have won it by six in regulation? Probably, but six is very competitive. Mm-hmm. So UCLA was right there. It was a much better UCLA performance against Oregon than it was against Gonzaga earlier. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Gonzaga game is an outlier. And uh, but it, it stands to reason that Arizona's going to take some punches here. Yep. And, and they've been good so far in the limited test um, you know, the, the limited tests they've had in uh, unfriendly environs to develop, uh, to deliver pretty well, and they're going to have to do it again. All right, give me a score prediction, because on the next side, we're going to talk about something that I was proven right on. Okay, I look forward. I'll go first. In anticipation. Uh, my score? Arizona 104, UCLA 92. Oh, nice, nice. I don't go quite that high, but I go 94-86, Arizona. So we're in the same boat. All right, real quick. The get, uh, let's see here. What is this thing again? Um, Get upside. Yes, as we've talked about, nobody likes spending money on all this gas. Gas prices suck right now. We all know that. So the best way to try to mitigate that is getting 25 cents off per gallon. 
here's what you do. You get the Get Upside app. And since we are a college program, mm -hmm. not a pro program. We're, we're, we, we talk about college sports, a specific college sports generally. We're about to talk generally. pro in a second. And we're very collegial. Yes, we are. We are. You put in, I almost said hashtag, you put in code word SCORE. And you know what? You could actually get up to 50 cents off per gallon, cash back on your first tank. That's code word SCORE for college. We're going to take a quick break. All right. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Last week, I told you guys, I don't pay money for crap quarterbacks. Just because you have an average one doesn't mean that you need to pay them. Ryan Tannehill, step to the front, please. <laughs> um... This is the epitome of why you don't pay. If you watch that Tennessee Titans team, that's a good team. There's a lot of good players around it. He, you cannot win with him. He, just because he might be the 16th best quarterback in the league, doesn't mean that you pay that guy. Again, he basically lost them that game. Yes. He made some atrocious decisions mm -hmm. right there that Joe Burrow didn't make. Right. Joe Burrow's a guy that you will actually pay. That I obviously I would pay, mm -hmm. but now what you do when you give Tanny Hill the four-year, hundred and eighteen million dollar deal, and you say, <laughs> "I'm the GM, we got our guy, I'm the GM, yeah. we can go in other directions now." This is why you don't pay that dude right there. He, you look in big situations, you need a quarterback that is good if you're going to pay him that. I can get a guy that can do what he did right there for a lot less money. Period. I just can't. Um, and but you're also locked into having this bonehead for the next uh, couple years. You watch that game right there. That's your highest paid player. Got to pay him. Got to pay him. Can't let a good quarterback go. And you know what? That's what you get, Tennessee Titans. I told you this would happen before the game, and it happened exactly that way. They have you did, and and the last minute of that game was an absolute testimonial for Mike Luke's takes on the quarterback on how to address team's quarterback situation it was it was absolutely just it was just ridiculous to watch hashtag blushing it, it was it, it was almost as if you scripted it yes because here's Tannehill, who i bagged on who i think makes too much money yeah they're on the they're the number one seed but we know Tannehill's not going to take tennessee deep into the mm -hmm. playoffs Correct. okay uh so so tennessee's in a game got an opportunity to win in you know Win in regulation, move down the field. Even looks like in the fourth quarter they're wearing Cincinnati down. Their physical approach appears to be working. Mm -hmm. And Tannehill throws into triple coverage in a game that at worst is going to go to overtime. By the way. And Tennessee's probably going to win because since he isn't moving the ball particularly well on offense itself, bring exit stage left for Tannehill, mm -hmm. enter right. the stage for Joe Burrow. Right. Who completes a pass to get them into field goal range, which they then kick and advance to face, eventually, by, Kansas City. By the way, I do like the excuse that some of the Taney Hill defenders, and wherever wherever I find a Taney Hill defender, mm -hmm. I will put out there <laughs> that I will expose you wherever you are. They're saying, well, the ball was tipped. Yeah, it was tipped because he threw into triple coverage. Duh. <laughs> I mean, so, but again... The Titans are going to be. The Titans are stuck with that guy. I can go out and find somebody. And it's like, frustrating because they have done what really putting the the team together. You've got the best running back in football. Mm -hmm. Now Henry 
was not anywhere near full strength Correct. in that game. That was pretty clear. Correct. So maybe it's a little bit different, and he buffers Tannehill a little bit more effectively if the Henry we expected before the injury was able to go as well as we've mm-hmm. seen. But clearly that wasn't the case, and Cincinnati made it very difficult on him, and Tennessee lacked some options, although they should have had other options, and they've tried to get receiving options. Right. They've got a pretty good receiving core. Right. You know, so you've got a good receiving core. You have the best running back in football, again, when he's healthy. you got a pretty solid offensive line. And you've got a quarterback who seems to struggle to make plays when you have to have him make plays. And, and that became apparent in the, in the Cincinnati matchup. All right. So there, again, I wanted to spike the football, not spike the football in my face, but just spike the football, period. I feel very good about what I said. I feel good about John Schuster. I feel good about myself. Bruno, who did absolutely nothing to participate in this show, <laughs> right. he's actually uh, in the back sleeping yeah. right now. Bruno, he, oh, by the way, the Arizona-UCLA line just came in. Oh, oh, it did. Yeah. UCLA by two and a half. Oh. Arizona minus two. Okay. Arizona's favorite in Polly. Boom! Oh. We'll be back with you tomorrow breaking down an Arizona win.